KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Don't forget, at 1220, we will have Dallas Mavericks. I'm going to go ahead and say icon. Rolando Blackman is going to be joining the show. But right now, it's time for Mike to ask all of the football questions. I'm coming in hot, just like a fajita. All right, you ready? Why does Dak play his best against the NFC East? Will you be mad if I say in years past it's because I feel like usually this division has not been that great, and so easier competition leads to better results? That's partially valid. Jason Garrett was very good against the NFC East. He can't, he cared a lot about division games. Yeah, his career against the NFC East, which Mike McCarthy's career against like uh, Minnesota, you know their their division up there, he was insanely good right. against the division. But the uh, – Jason Garrett was very good against this division, and I think it's because he understood the simple rule that Bill Parcells instilled, I think, in the Cowboys, you know, in uh, Steven and Jerry back in the day, and that is you prepare your season to play them first. Because you get, you know, you have six games against your division, those are the most important ones, and I think it started there. And I think then the other part is Kevin's right. He, you know, familiarity with the opponent, but they were also a bad, bad opponents at the time. Is that where you land on it? Or is there another hypothesis in the works? Cause I, I mean, that'd be different this year though, by the way, this year, the division is clearly a monster. Right. And I'm going there. I'm just wondering like last night, Jalen hurts, for example, and I'll get, I won't talk to it. Cause there's another question there. My next question is, Will it continue? So you just kind of, you led me there. You led me in two different directions, and I was about to go into Jalen Hurts, but I have a question about him, which will lead me into another question is, will Dak continue to dominate the NFC East this year? I think he will, and I think we're going to break away from the kind of my perspective or the narrative that he beat up on crap division teams. I think they will continue to win against this much improved division. Okay, so just... And that's all of them, including Philly. Just so you get an idea, they do have the short rest, but the home game on Thanksgiving against the Giants. Yep. They have the home game against Philadelphia on Christmas Eve. I hope there's not a night... There's no way that's a night flex, because that's a Saturday game. Because I'm like, that'll really, like... That would, in a weird way, I say ruin Christmas that Eve. That would be tough. Because it gets tough to watch that game. Yeah. There's just so much family. Your aunt's talking to you, and you're like, sit there down. And the last game of the year is at Washington. So right now the Cowboys are 2-1 and one in the division, and two out of the next three are at home, where I, you have New York and Philly at home, and the last game of the year is at Washington. Yeah. I I, th- I think they will win. I think they can win those games. I do think in a weird way he's gained confidence through, I agree with all y'all's answers here and, and all your theories is, I think he's gained confidence through the years playing those teams. And there's something mentally that when you see those jerseys, when you see those teams, you go, oh, I'm good against those teams. And there's just this confidence. Not that you don't prepare because then you'll find yourself losing. You prepare and, and and they know what you do. You know what they do the best because you play them twice every year. But I do think Dak, when he sees those three different jerseys and helmets, he says, oh, this is my game. I play the best against these guys. The Aaron Rodgers, I think, feels that way against the Cowboys. Yep. Elvis yep. Andrus, whenever he went to hit in Cleveland, was the destroyer of baseballs. And I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, Kevin. It's, it's like you go in there and you're like, 
field's the same. All these things Can are I, the same. Why are you so different when this happens? I just wanted to throw this Aaron Rodgers stat out because it makes me very sad. Okay. Then why are you doing Is, it? Why are you doing this to everybody else? I don't. That's a good question. His highest passer rating of the season was 131.1. That's pretty good. It, it is, but he hadn't hit triple digits since week three. And on Sunday, he was 146.7. So there's that. Good. Good for him. All right. <laughs> <laughs> How much did that hurt MVP chances of Jalen Hurts last night? I think it drops him. I, You know who the person I think it paves the way for is actually Heineke. Tua. Oh. Not, <laughs> look, I do not want to rule out the candidacy. By the way, Taylor Heineke is so nice. They're like, awesome. oh, yeah, what about Carson Wentz coming back? And he's like, you know what? If they call on me to win football games, I'll be there. When in reality, he should have been, are you freaking kidding me? There's no <laughs> way in hell he would have won that game. I think it paves the way. I do not think it drops him further than third or fourth right now, but I think it paves the way for Tua to potentially be second in this list behind Mahomes. Corey, before you answer, I'm going to add to that with this next question. How much does primetime games mean to your MVP or awards? Oh, I think it's huge because the other voters get to see it. They and they're they're detailing that game even more. Most I mean like generally guys that are get playing and competing for that, you're like you're looking around going, "Okay, I'll see a game here and there and you're watching highlights." A lot of people are into it a lot more nowadays, especially with you go to a Cowboys game, there's, what, 15 TVs on, and they all have every game on that's going on before the Cowboys game, so you're getting to watch a lot of them. But I do think the prime time, not that it's because it's a bigger moment, just that they're all eyeballs watching what this guy's doing and the popularity of the player stands out. Next question. I stick on the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is more of a future thing. Do you know that there's a good chance at this point that they end up with Will Anderson of Alabama? He yeah. is considered – now, look, what Micah Parsons has done, sometimes what you're built up to do and what you do are totally different. Will Anderson is built up to be the next Micah Parsons, and Micah Parsons wasn't even built to be, like, the next Lawrence Taylor. He's ending up being spectacular. But the Philadelphia Eagles, at the end of this season, could find themselves with the best defensive football player in the in a long time and, out of a draft. And by the way, yeah, to your point, he is more hyped up as a prospect than Micah Parsons by far – there are multiple people. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm not saying that that's going to project, but there are multiple people who think even though the top three picks might be quarterback, the number one pick in this draft should be Will so, Anderson. That terrifies me. So, Corey, I'm going to follow it up with another question to you with this. If right now Houston, Las Vegas, and Carolina have picks one, two, and three, who is most likely to pass up on a quarterback in the first three picks? Philly has the fourth pick through New Orleans. Houston, Las Vegas. I'm sorry, who was the last team? Carolina. Carolina. Uh, man, yeah, I don't think – I think the second team would would, would pass. You think, I think, you think Houston, Vegas sticks with Carr? I think Houston, yes, because they have a lot of money invested, but – I don't know what his contract looks he like, can, but I think they're can, still... No, you can get out after this year, no problem. The Well, but the thing is with Houston, they wanted to give Davis Mills like another run. They were like, man, maybe we found a guy late in the, later in the draft that could be that guy. I think they're starting to see, yeah, it's not quite it. And then the But they still have to build the rest of the team, so they have a problem where they need to build. Why would you get the quarterback now when you need to get that quarterback later probably? 
Um, but uh, Vegas, yeah, definitely, I would say that they would be more likely to pass and because they have, Anderson. yeah, they they have a franchise quarterback. Okay, do you think just real quick, Mike, yeah. because I think that's a really intriguing question. And Derek I, Carr's not really the problem there, and I agree that Vegas is the most likely to not take a quarterback. But do you think they're likely to not do it? Like, let's take off the table that you know we had to pick which one is least likely to skip out on a quarterback you're saying you do not believe vegas will take a quarterback i don't think so okay just because they have a franchise quarterback right now i wonder if they would trade that pick then now i think that's a great question good question because if a team needs a quarterback they trade up right i mean if you need a quarterback now here's the issue the new orleans saints i don't know when they're going to start winning now, and Vegas could win a few games because they talent-wise, they shouldn't be this bad. I get that Vegas is probably not a playoff team, but coming into the year, you thought they're going to be around 500 or better. Now, they're not going to I, get around 500, but they could still win three or four more games the rest of the I, way and push themselves out of a top three pick. I don't know if this is the direction you're going, but my nightmare scenario is that Vegas and Carolina figure it out and New Orleans keeps inching up right. because then Philadelphia can trade away if they want, because it looks like it's going to be, you know, Stroud, Young, Levis, whatever order you think, you can get a lot of assets for that. Kevin, I want to add this to Devontae Adams signed with them specifically or went to them specifically to get that big contract, obviously, but he wanted to play with Derek. And I, I know when you're owning a team, like you don't let those things get in the way, but I, the, Vegas also has bad ownership. So I think that's another factor in Derek Carr being. They wanted to see those two together for a while. One possible hope for you, Mike, or for all of us is the Rams just put Cooper Cup on IR, so maybe they can continue to crap it up and get a pass. And that's the good news. I think you need to start rooting for the Saints pretty hard if you're a Cowboys fan. Whether you like the Saints or don't like, you need them to win games. So here's their schedule real quick, and I'll move on to another question. They do have a home game against the the, uh, Rams coming up, which looks very favorable to the Saints at this point with their injuries. But then it's at San Francisco, at Tampa Bay, versus Atlanta, at Cleveland. That will be with Deshaun Watson now playing, at Philadelphia, and then home against Carolina to finish off. I think they could possibly win their three home games, but their road games at San Fran, at Tampa, at Cleveland, and at Philadelphia – look like L's on the board and then you only have the home games where you have a chance to win so 6 and 11 kind of feels like maybe a best case scenario the other there. thing too is you just wonder with Philadelphia how well they're playing is would they just trade let's just say the fourth or fifth pick their first round pick let's just say it's somewhere between 28 and 32 and another pick and move up from number four to number two or number four to number three to make sure that they get this franchise-changing defensive player. You know what's interesting about that? I still don't know if you're going to have to do that because people are so strong on the top of this quarterback class. I think they might be able to just sit there and take Will Anderson wherever they want. All right, let's talk about... Oh, go ahead. ahead. Within reason. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, ask the question about the back end of the playoff picture right now because I think this needs to be a question because I think Cowboy fans overreacted to the loss being at six and three and moving down to the six seed right now the seven seed is San Francisco at five and four and Washington with the surprising win last night is at five and five and out of the playoffs I'm going to give you the three wild card teams and you tell me who's most likely to not make the playoffs and then who's most likely to jump into the playoffs right now it's New York Cowboys and 49ers as the, the the wild card teams. 
the three teams that are just out are Washington, Green Bay, and the Atlanta Falcons. Or you could also say the Arizona Cardinals. Do you feel like any one of those teams that is out is going to push their way into the playoffs? I don't on the NFC side. If I had to pick, though, I guess statistically I would say the 49ers, which actually might be the scariest of the bunch. But you kept the Packers alive. I guess that would be my concern is now the Packers flip the switch. But I actually do think that could be your playoffs right there. And I guess you could include Seattle and Tampa, obviously losing the division to Atlanta or to San Francisco and falling into a wild card situation. But, Corey, before you answer, I'll just say I think the seven teams that are in will be the seven teams that. I, I can see the Packers doing it, too. I'm wondering, like, the Cowboys, I think, can move up to five right? over the Giants. Oh, so, sure. Like, I think, Me too. I think that could happen. And I'm trying to figure out, like, if any of those other teams. No, I think uh, I think that the Packers would be the most likely to be able to take a step into this thing. I don't think any other team can. And who would you say is going to lose their playoff spot if the Packers sneak their way in? Ooh, Giant. could- I'll say Giants. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say the Giants. Guy. I understand that. Maybe they're not quite ready to win okay. at this level yet with that quarterback. I know that's the one we're most concerned about over here in Cowboys land, but let's go to the AFC and let's look at, as we're pretty much more than halfway through the season with a, you know uh, seven to eight games left for teams. Right now, your playoff teams that are in the wild card are the Jets at five, the Bills at six, and the Patriots at seven. That would put all four teams right now in the AFC East, in the playoffs, as the uh, Dolphins are the two seed at seven and three. Wild. The teams that are just out, Chargers and Bengals. Really, those are the only two teams that look like they have a chance to make the playoffs. Which Where are you one? Out the Colts right now. Well, they're four, Jim five, Ursa and one. Is an asshat. And so I would say, Chargers, Bengals. Who can eliminate one of the AFC East teams and get in? And Bengals. why? This- See, yeah, this one seems a lot clearer to me. I think it's the Bengals, and they take the spot of the Patriots. I know you might think I would say the Jets, but even with Zach Wilson not playing particularly well, they have been doing the, very well. I think the Bengals could take the spot of the Ravens, and then the Ravens are vying for wow for you know re-entry into into the playoffs somewhere. Last question. I, oh, I have the more. The Jets but- are really happening. This is really happening. I don't get it. Will what will be the record of the seven seeds? Do you, it'll be over five hundred? Do you think it's nine? Do you think it's ten wins? Let's, what do you think when you look at this? You'd say the Bengals have to get to, or the uh, let's say the Packers or the 49ers or the Giants have to get to this to stay in the playoffs. I do think it's going to end up being nine. I know right now, especially in the NFC, there's projections that you'll have to go ten and seven. I think nine and eight will. F- find a way to get it done. Just, I'm starting to think, Mike, that question's interesting. What are going to be the, the records of the number one seed is, That's, is interesting, too. I have. Literally, my last question <laughs> is, oh. not maybe the record, but which team is more likely to hold on to the one seed, KC or Philly? Philly, Philly. does hold the tiebreaker over Minnesota. I, I think it's going to end up being Philly. You really think so? And I KC think, loses the I one seed? I think Kansas seed? City does, and I think it, the, the, the Eagles stand a chance to lose it late. Two? Cowboys. Oh. Or Vikings. Okay. Well, I like the Cowboys. Like the Cowboys are going to be better. the reason that it happens. I, I think both of them hold on to it, but I think Philly's got a better chance to hold the number one Still seed. can't believe you're counting out the Colts. Excellent. I definitely am counting Football out the Colts. Football questions are over. 
Those were excellent football questions. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, let's go around the NFC East, including more about that shocking upset from last night. We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Hurt steps up time, takes a shot down the center of the field. And that one is picked off by Derek Forrest. They were looking for A.J. Brown. He's up and running at the 15-20. Got a blocker at the 35-40. They've got a flag down, but he's out to the 45-yard line. What a pick by Derek Forrest. Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. And it's time to go across and around the NFC East. You guys want to start with the Eagles? The Commanders, the Giants, or the Cowboys? Start off with those losers. (laughs) They the lost. Eagles, not a, not not the Cowboys. Yeah. So they lost. Yeah, the Cowboys didn't lose yesterday. Yeah. And one of the one of the crippling reasons the Eagles lost yesterday was turnovers, and it is shocking. Is the Eagles have a positive turnover ratio of plus fifteen going into the game? That was first in the NFL, and they were trying to make history last night. If they would have had a positive turnover ratio. They would have joined the 1958 Colts as the only teams in NFL history to pull that off. The Colts won the NFL championship that year. Well, guess what? That didn't happen last night as the commanders tried their best and turned the ball over twice. But the Eagles were like, don't worry about it and turn the ball over four times. And even if you don't include that debacle on the last play that led to a touchdown and made the score look a little bit more lopsided than it would have been otherwise, they still would have lost the turnover margin. And I do believe that the Eagles turned the ball over more in that game than they had all season. Wow. Total. Wow. That's pretty impressive. How much do you think the Goddard injury affected them and affects them in the future? You know, and I do think it matters because Dallas Goddard had the highest yards after catch of all tight ends in the league this year. And so that is that is problematic, though probably not entirely unexpected, right? What do you mean? Because he always point, gets hurt? Yeah, at some point you thought maybe that would happen. Well, it affects my fantasy team, Kevin. I did have him on my team. So okay, I well, go find a new I have terrible news for you. It's looking like he's probably going to be out a couple of weeks. Oh, darn. NFL.com says extended time. I don't know what that means quite yet, but you could probably count on two to three weeks, and then we'll find out if they put him on the IR, like what happened with Cooper Cup. Then, obviously, you're looking at four weeks. I think if it lasts longer than four hours, you have to call a doctor. That's a fact. Uh, mm-hmm. How many people, 877, just, I really want to see, 877-881-1053, have you ever had to call the doctor or been worried because it's been four hours? From an... Can I say it? From extended time. Can you say that on air? I don't know. Don't say it. Joey says it's fine. Joey wasn't listening. (laughs) All right. (laughs) He was doing something else. Also, (laughs) Jalen Hurts, he did have a rushing touchdown, so congratulations for him. It didn't actually matter in helping them win the game, but... Jalen Hurts became the fourth quarterback in NFL history with 20-plus rushing touchdowns over his first three seasons. So congratulations to him for that. However, again, they still lost. So congratulations and even more so to Washington. 
the Eagles, if they would have won, they would have moved that all-time series at home to 43-43-3. and Whoa! But, but they lost. They and lose. so now it's 42-44-3, and and we can never have nice things. Mike, you're right. They, they're they losers against Washington. That's just the, the, the fact of it. Washington plays well against yeah. them. Styles make fights. Matchups make interesting upsets, and this is one of them. Another injury concern for the Eagles, and this was before the game, is they put Avante Maddox on injured reserve. And so that oh, no. that's another injury with Maddox and Goddard is they're looking at multiple injuries that they're facing. All right. Do you guys want to go to the Commanders, the Giants, or the Cowboys? Let's go to the Giants next. Oh, they are next in the division. Because, yeah, we're in third place now. <clears throat> okay. That actually is true. I mean, that's the way that the standings are, Kevin. Yes, that is true, and that is fair, is... Saquon Barkley, he had his contract talks tabled for the foreseeable future. It looks like it'll be for the rest of the regular season. However, he followed back with, I want to be a giant for life. You go ahead and mark that, Joey. I'd appreciate if you could hold on to that for us for the future. Do you think I can make the argument that I can say, like, tall or fat giant for life? If that's how you want to approach that, yeah. I would rather be that. Than, than a, a New, New York, York giant? giant? Yeah. Wow, man. You know who really wants to be on their team for life? rich history. Is Martin Perez because he accepted his nice. qualifying offer. I know that's not around the NFC Is that East. Is it $19.5 19.65 right. Because supposedly that news came out last night that he was going to do so unless the market changed overnight. And I was like, oh, man, that's so intense. The market did not change overnight. So Martin Perez back one year, 19.65 million. he had until about 3 p.m. today to yeah. accept that to protect him from the Rule 5 draft. Cool. No, <laughs> I, I, I did see some. There needed to be protection from the Rule Five draft. Wouldn't he no, be the rule, a free agent then? Yeah, the Rule Five draft is different. That's for minor leaguers. Give me a second. Okay, I will find out the information on that. All we right. are in the. We are in around the NFC East. Okay, so back, <laughs> back to the NFC East is Daniel Jones also trying to figure out his contract. He had a very efficient Daniel Jones-esque effort, 13 for 17 for 197 yards. Darius Slayton led the team with 95 yards receiving and a score. So the Giants now up to 7-2. and two. So with Daniel Jones, and I know this goes into more of the NFL, is this going to be the most accumulated rushing yards in the history of the NFL from quarterbacks? First season. About, yeah, when you talk about Dan, Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, now Justin Fields is running yeah. for 5,200 games. Lamar yeah. Jackson is still there. I just feel like more and more guys are now running for question. 50 to 100 yards a game where it used to be just, hey, Michael Vick does this. Well, who else? No, yeah. not, not anybody else. Randall Cunningham does this, but not really anybody else. And when you factor in that Justin Fields is threatening the record that Lamar Jackson set, and Lamar Jackson is having more than seven yards a carry, and then all this other stuff, you might be onto something right there. By the way, the Giants only took him a minute to decide that they hate Kenny Galladay again. He was back in the lineup on Sunday. He missed four games with a knee injury. He spent most of the day on the bench. He dropped a pass before halftime, and they told him, you know what, buddy? Keep supporting the team in the second half. You can go and grab a seat on the bench. I want to know what's going on. I want to know what that what the conversations are like. Like, Are they texting back and forth about how much they hate each other? Do they just 
Does one throw a stinky jersey in the other one's face? You know, one time. Do you have that kind of conversation going with anybody that you actively discuss how much I you text guys back don't and get forth along? to people about like things. Like you and Joey or something. Uh, no, Joey and I get along. It's I think his fear of you is really starting to grow now. Because well, I told him I was like, hey, don't don't let, make mistakes and don't let Kevin issue. find out about this. And you know, I'll protect you. And he was, and then all of a sudden you found out about it anyway. No, not really. I guess Wolchuk. Wolchuk and I always have beef. Sure. Yeah. Now. They replaced Kenny Galladay with Isaiah Hodgins, who was, of course, a well-known six-round pick in 2020. Nobody knew that. So, not a single person man, knew this. They really do not care for Kenny Galladay. All right, do you want to go with the Commanders or the Cowboys? Cowboys are in third. Cowboys are in third. The Cowboys opening touchdown drive in the second quarter against the Packers, which, of course, they still lost was 17 plays. The last time they had a drive that was 17 plays or longer that ended in a touchdown was October 19th, 2020 against Arizona. And that drive went 18 plays. After throwing for 265 yards on Sunday, Dak Prescott surpassed Roger Staubach for the third most passing yards in franchise history. So he's better than Roger Staubach. I don't. That is not what I'm saying whatsoever. I guess that's the truth. The I game mean, was a lot different then. When you pass for more yards than somebody, it makes you better. You do not believe that because... <laughs> So you're saying it was a different time. It was, but like not in the negative connotation. I feel like it was a different time is taken on a really, really negative connotation. I don't mean that when it comes to Roger Staubach and Dak Prescott. You just have to look at the sediment in the rocks and then Makes determine how many billions of years ago. No, yeah. I could just the tell you the, in a tree, bro. the older years in the 70s that Staubach was playing. Those are the years. You Nobody to, was throwing the football. You don't then. have to dig any rocks up to figure this Nobody out. Nobody was throwing the football. No. Then. They were. The Cowboys just chose they just not didn't to throw the ball as yeah. much. They didn't trust him. They're like, here's the ball, Robert Newhouse. No, here's the ball, Tony that D. That is not what I'm saying whatsoever, though both of those were quality players. Roger didn't trust himself, is what you're saying. Man, he he trusts himself <laughs> with everything, as he should. Run a business, no problem. Yeah. Save the military. Well, not save the military, but be great in the military, no problem. Maybe he did save Throw the a first pitch strike from the rubber. No I, asked him to, I asked him to save our country in 2015. Yeah. We were at the Army-Navy game, and we got to interview him, and I said, Roger, what's your thoughts about running for president? Because it looked like Donald Trump and yeah, Hillary, Hillary Clinton were yeah. going to run, and I thought those were two horrible candidates. <laughs> sure. And I was like, hey, Roger, I'll vote for you. And I actually did. I wrote yeah. him in on the ballot. And I don't know happened. if he got more than one vote, but I voted for Roger for president in 2016. It was your fault. Now, are you ready to go to the commanders? What an interesting way to put that. Not like have better candidates, but like you should have voted for <laughs> hey, one Hey, voters, y'all yeah. are the ones screwing everything up. Roger almost started answering my question, <laughs> and then he took about three seconds, kind of stuttered a little bit, and was like, I'm not answering that question. Moving on, I'm not running <laughs> yeah. for president. But he was like, maybe I could. Nope, nope, I gotta can't be a do it. For- not always. Not always. Is, all right, you ready to talk some about the Commanders? All right, for the Commanders, yes. not only, thanks, Corey, not only did they win the game 32-21, but do you realize, actually, I want to go and fire off that final call, cut number four, because it was a wild play to end the game that actually broke a Washington streak. Snap to Hurts, throws underneath, 
Caught by Watkins, thrown to Smith. He's trying to throw it backwards. He's hit by Cam Curl. That is picked up by Casey Tuhill in the end zone. It's a defensive touchdown to end the game. An exclamation point to end an undefeated season of the Eagles. Now, the score was 26-21, to 21, and Washington's last five games had been decided by five points or fewer. So we're about to jump that up to six, but they get the touchdown at the end of the game. They are victorious. Was the over already hit? Somebody asked me that. I didn't know. I knew it was 11 Ooh. points was the spread, so obviously Washington covered that easy, won the game. But I was somebody said, hey, did that just hit the over? And I was like, I don't know, because if the over-under was, let's say, 48, yeah, then that was a huge touchdown in that situation. That is a good question. I did not actually know the over-under going into it. It looks like it was 43.5 points. There so you they go. Had already, so they had already, already hit. Yahan Dotson made his return for the first time since suffering a hamstring injury against the Cowboys in week four. He had one catch for 14 yards. Wow. Who led their team in receiving, Kevin? The man who led their team in receiving, Terry McLaurin, eight catches, 128 yards on a very efficient 11 targets. That dude is really, really good. Did Wentz lose his job again? Yes. Well, to be determined, because like I said, they asked Heineke afterwards, I don't know how you look at this game and go, well, you're back in, Carson. Like, yeah. I don't know why that would yeah, happen. I mean, Heineke's not a great quarterback. He's better than Carson Wentz. And still, they still have problems there. I still want to see McLaurin with a really good quarterback because I think that that dude is just that kind of a player. But, man, yeah, they're, they're the Washington Commanders have a lot of personnel issues in that in that place. Indeed, I didn't want to uh, to correct myself real quick, Kevin. The, this is from Kennedy Landry. The 40-man roster for the Rangers is at 34 right now. The deadline for Perez was at three today. The deadline to protect from the Rule 5 draft for all the Rule 5 draft is at four. So So I was reading those together earlier. Martin Perez would be pretty angry. I qualify for free agency, and they're like, you qualify for the Rule 5 draft. Not that Jack Leiter's not available for this yet, but you'd have to protect Jack Leiter today, because if not, then he's in the Rule 5 draft. Somebody would take him, keep him on the team, and you'd lose him forever. Owen White, uh, Acuna, Dustin Harris, Cole Wynn, Antoine Kelly, Ornealis, uh, Avery Weems, Zach Kent, and Mason Englehart are the nine that they need to protect right now. Okay. And then the last thing around the NFC East is we're bringing you all the sports info. Is sports. The commanders are expected to activate Chase Young for Sunday. I know there was some briefly some thought that maybe he could have played last night, but it looks like he will be good to go and be back for Sunday's game. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next... It's time for Gridiron Gravy. Could the Rams go down as the worst defending Super Bowl champions ever? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Snap to McCoy. Looking left. It's a fade left corner of the end zone. A.J. Green with a great grab. Touchdown. The A.J. Green of old is back. He's made two incredible grabs. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through The Fan. In case you missed the news, Martin Perez is, in fact, accepting his qualifying offer of $19.65 million. So he is back with the Rangers for the upcoming season. Now, you heard the highlight. It's time to go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Dip. Hot biscuits with honey. <laughs> and we start with 
Are you a honey or jelly guy on your biscuits? I like both, actually. If I had to pick one, I think I would go honey. Jelly. Okay. All jellies? Strawberry jelly is the best, but I'll accept grape. I think grape is the only acceptable jelly. Is grape jelly even made from fruit? What, what difference does that make? What does it taste like? It tastes care. good. I don't care what it's purple. made from. It tastes obviously. like purple. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Purple now... On the Cardinals' front, Zach Ertz is done for the season with a knee injury. So, tough All run. the tight ends yeah, are falling apart. Absolutely. Dallas Goddard going to be out for it. Looks like significant time, and Zach Ertz done for the year. Have you given an update? And if I missed it, I'm sorry for not listening well. Sometimes I don't. Is Hawkinson okay? Did he get hurt during that game, or am I crazy? I didn't see an injury. It yeah. looked like a bad fall. Yeah, I'll go back and check on that. Okay. I have not seen an injury designation for him yet, though. Because there's a lot of things that worry me about the Vikings. Oh, all yeah. it took was one game for the Cowboys. Not one game, but to go, how are we supposed to cover all these yeah. things? Oh, exactly. And it was the and it was the juxtaposition of we also lost to the Packers while yeah. they went out and beat the Bills. That you're like, yeah, losing uh -oh. Anthony Brown, not a you know not a great thing either. There, man. Even if he wasn't having the best year, sure. You saw the Cowboys made a huge adjustment yeah. once they realized we don't have a guy that we think can cover the opposing's best receiver. Now, do you want to go? I want to go with the Rams and throw this out there. Is is it possible that the Los Angeles Rams could be the worst defending Super Bowl champion ever? I want to run this exercise. Right now, they're three and six. Next up, on the road against the Saints. All right. Win or loss? Loss. And mostly because I want the Saints to do well. That's fair. That's that's me being it's a little bit of a toss up, but I go Saints on that one too. On the road against the Chiefs. That's an L. Host the Seahawks. I lean towards L. Yeah, this loss. Host the Raiders. Win. Yeah, let's go with they'll win one of the two. They'll either beat the Saints or the Raiders. At the Packers. I think L. Host. The other thing, too, is how much motivation is there once you know your season's over? That's a great point. Host the Broncos. Maybe they can. I think they can win that game. Yeah. I mean, I think they they're only losing have to the score Broncos. 13 points. Yeah, they're losing by two points in that game, but there's only a total of eight points scored. <laughs> That's a, that's a great math question. What's the final score? Boy, I, kids? Have a, I have a friend who's a Broncos fan, and he's he's not like a serious Broncos fan, but he's a Broncos fan. He's like, so what happened to Russell Wilson? <laughs> you know what? I got a number on Russell Wilson in just a second that just might blow your mind then. And then they finish up at the Chargers at the Seahawks. They, I think they lose to the Chargers, and I think they lose to the Seahawks again. Okay, that potentially puts them at 5-12 and 12 or 6-11. and 11. The worst record ever for a defending Super Bowl champion is 6-10, and 10, and that was the Broncos the year after John Elway retired and Terrell Davis missed most of the year with a torn ACL. Well, I mean, essentially, Cam Akers has missed most of the season with a, I'm just not playing for you guys. Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford's retiring. And now Cooper Cup's on the IR. Emotionally or physically. His well, body, and because of the retired. Matthew Stafford trade, which they wouldn't take back, it's Detroit Lions pick. Yeah. So whatever, if they lose all these games, they don't benefit from it. Probably not till 2033, I think, is the next time. They <laughs> Which is the perfect opportunity for McVay to be like, see you guys later.
Right, the team like we've we we ran our course on this. Time for y'all to rebuild and, now. And I still think, yeah, that's Sean Payton did. I I still think they should be lauded as heroes. Yes, if you won a Super Bowl. If you told me the Cowboys are going to suck for the next eight years, but we win a Super Bowl this year, I'd be like, that's fine. Yes. Like I said, I know they're not going to do this, but they might since they traded all their picks to try to win a championship, and they did. Why not now that you know that it's over? You can't do it today, but why not in the offseason start unloading Aaron Donald? Start unloading all of your assets and pick up as many picks as possible, and that's the best way to rebuild because what's the point of having Aaron Donald around the next two to three years? What's the point of Matthew Stafford being around the next year or two? What's the point of having – I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on their great cornerback. Ramsey. Ramsey. Like, What's the point? Cooper Cup got hurt. That hurts you a little bit in your trade market, but maybe not. And so I just think that they have enough assets now. You trade all of them away, take as many cap hits as you want the next two years, and accrue as many picks as you want, and then maybe four years from now, you're back to being a competitive team. Now, I want you guys, we're going to transition to the Raiders. I want you guys to hear this statement and count the lies in your head and tell me what the answer you get is. In your head, don't say it out loud. This or is will beat us up. This is from, hmm, this is from Mark Davis. As far as Josh McDaniels goes, I have no issues. One. I'm getting in your head. I'm getting to know him a lot better. When you sign someone to a contract, don't you expect him to fulfill the contract? I like Josh. I think he's doing a fantastic job. That's why I hired him. We did an exhaustive search and found the person we believe is going to bring the Raiders to greatness. I got six. Six? I had four. Yeah. Wow. You want me to read? Yes. Okay. Start okay. again. As far as Josh goes, I have no issues. One. I'm getting to know him better. Two. Oh. I don't you, think he knows him at all. When you sign him, when you sign someone to a contract, don't you expect him Three. to fulfill the whole contract? Never expected that. I like Josh. Four. I think he's doing a fantastic Five. job. That should count as like right. eight lies right there. <laughs> They're two and seven. He's doing a fantastic and then the job. The whole long one yeah. that was that's that's doing a bad job. That's why I hired him. He's going to bring the Raiders back to great. Six lies. And if wow. you get six lies, that means it's one whole lie. What's the lie to word ratio where it becomes unacceptable? Now I get, oh, man. We'll I get chop that. I, that's a great point because I get you should be like no lying is unacceptable or no lying is acceptable, but Choppy clearly disagrees with that. That is a great point. I would that love is, you to know, know what his during Peaceathon we should definitely uh, sit down and ask him like the whole concept of lying yeah there it is the anatomy of a lie we can oh, just discuss lying with choppy i am in on that now on the flip side the saints they realize that they've been terrible so they're going to do something about it is dennis allen their head coach said i think we got to look at everything yeah we got to look at everything and that will be a process we go through as we get ready for the Rams. so andy dalton has started the last seven games They've not done super great. And then their last two games total, they've scored 23 points. And so it looks like they might be ready to make a quarterback switch. And they're going back to Winston? Maybe. Maybe they're going to, who was the, the guy, the Ian Book, Jan Book? I think they, got, still with but they got rid of him, right? Oh, man. Who's their third? So, I think it's Ian Eagle. No, that is not right either. Oh, yeah, he's with the Eagles. Yeah. yeah, Ian Ian Book is now with the Eagles. <laughs> so now, of course, you have to call him Ian Eagles. <laughs> Ian and then Mike Ian the, Kensler didn't play second base for the Rangers. <laughs> that is true. I thought for sure when we said Ian Eagle, you were going to tell me about Lewis Gossett Jr. helping that kid go get his dad back from... Oh, yeah. is it Taysom time again? Here's oh, a tape, kid. I got to go yeah. pick up Taysom. If you're listening to this, I'm probably dead. But go do it.
for the family. How many people just text in 877-881-1053, yes or no? Have you seen the movie Iron Eagle? Because it truly is incredible. I've seen it like at least eight times. I feel like you have to be 37 or older to have watched it. And if you did, you did like it at the time. It was like a... Top Gun spinoff. Yes. It was kind of a bootleg Top Gun. I could see that. All right. J.J. Watt is a man of Mystery. the people. And okay. yep. <laughs> that too. Then the Cardinals game, they probably got screwed from a defensive touchdown. Man, did he pick wrong when he tried to go to a good team. Yeah. because it looked, But it looked like it was going to be. It looked good last yeah. year at this time, but is J.J. Watt looks like he should have had a scoop and score for the touchdown, and it did not work out that way. So somebody sent a tweet to J.J. Watt and said, the refs blew that play dead when they shouldn't have, and I should have won $1,000 because they had Arizona on the money line, James Conner scoring a touchdown and a defensive touchdown to turn a $27 bet into a parlay of $1,000. J.J. Watt retweeted him and said, yeah, you got screwed. We both did, but I got you. DM me your address. So it sounds like he's just going to give that fella $1,000. Well, that's really nice of him. Welcome to my brain audience. What do you like better, parfaits or soft serve? You said parlay, but in my head, I went parfait. Is it parfait ice cream with fruit on it? No, it's yogurt with fruit and nuts. And like granola. Yeah, and granola. I'll take soft serve. Soft serve's king. I don't know where why this. Way better than parfaits. Yeah. I mean, well, I just soft serve's so much fun. Yeah, I'll take soft serve. Because you like doing the woo. Yeah, I get to do it myself. All right. When you go to Brahms, do you get soft serve or do you get ice cream? Ice cream. I get the mix with the candy in it. Well, first oh, off, you're, you're yeah. getting a burger, a s- and I get the fries, and their chili is very underrated as well. All right. That's all I got. Now okay. back to football. All right. Is ESPN radically overestimating the interest in this? Next week, the XFL is going to hold their draft, and ESPN is going to put out a special path to the XFL draft. Why? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Because they need something to broadcast. Like yeah. That just tells me that they've run out of content. <laughs> this is the end. This is, forget ESPN 8 with the axe throwing and all the other cool stuff. You are you think this is the end of content. Yeah. They're like, we, this is the last I'll, thing I'll that exists. I'll watch axe throwing. I'll watch log sawing. Yeah. You know, I'll watch those things. I will not watch the XFL. All the lumberjacking events. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm a huge lumberjacking fan. Uh-huh. I will stick longer with what Corey said than a minor league football game. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. I, this is somewhere where Mike and I think are on the same page here. And I did ask Glazer. I was like, while we were in California, Kevin, hanging out, uh, I was like, hey, is the XFL going to last? And he, he did say this. Anything the rock, anything Dwayne the Rock Johnson touches seems to turn to gold. That. Like, he just okay. seems to have a really good – he does – even like, think Except of it, for young rock, the game plan. Nobody watches. Like people that. still watch the game plan movie. What? Why? People still watch uh, Tooth Fairy and love it. I've got a lot of Iron Eagle updates for what? you. By the way, also from the two hundred five four, when you do Peaceathon, can you bid on items through the website? Yes, we will have more information about that tomorrow. But yeah, have you seen Iron Eagle? Yes, yes, yes. I'm thirty five. 
I'm 30 and no, I haven't. I'm 31. No, I've never even heard of it. Oh, that's From the, the 469. Yeah. Hell yes. It did not age well, though. <laughs> no, no that's didn't. followed immediately by great movie. Yes. Hell yes. And then somebody said crappy, which again, it's been a minute since I've seen it. And then somebody said, and I also watched five minutes of the sequel. Iron Eagle 2 immediately pisses you off, like in the first 10 minutes. And that is very I don't know if fair. I've seen okay. Iron Eagle 2. Well, it might hurt your feelings show, if you watch it. This is something it. we need to do as a show. Watch Iron Eagle. Yeah, we need to get a uh, studio movie grill to set up a, a, a viewing, and we'll yeah. just do it as a station event. Surely that guy who played, like, the main kid, not Louis Gossett Jr. But don't you have to watch one first? All right, let's watch both of them. Let's make it an all-day event. Oh, jeez. Could we get Louis Gossett Jr.? Hell yeah, we could. That yeah. live? I think so. Ooh, that would be awesome. What uh, about the kid? The kids, what's he doing? We have a better chance at that. Yeah, no, That's you're like right. getting Johnny Lawrence from Karate Kid till they did the Netflix thing, and then it's you're like, right. dang it, like he's really popular now. And the last thing I wanted to throw out is, and this happened over the weekend, the NFL is going to honor John Madden on Thanksgiving. Actually, Jason Gedrick's been in a couple of different things. Has he? Like he was. So you're in, saying we can't get him? He was in Summer Catch. Okay. That's not a thing. What do you mean that's no, not a that's thing? That's not a thing that would prevent us from getting I him. I think he was also a murderer in a season of Bosch. Okay. Oh, I, I, I think you should finish that sentence. I think you should reset the way you say those things. Remember the remember the guy that was picking people up and taking them to that place and killing oh, them in Bosch? Yes. Yeah, he was a murderer. If it happened in the first three seasons, they then made all a three movie about the Cape the Cod Man to stop. <laughs> Where the KNC masterpiece. Isn't that summer catches. Yes. yes, I love it. He loves it because Jessica Biel comes out of the and pool. And it's about baseball. And coming up next, how much, if at all, did the loss to Green Bay change your perception of the Cowboys, and can they get it all back with a win over Minnesota? We'll do that next, right here on the fan.